Good afternoon. This is Elizabeth Smith-McCrossan, here to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update. Today is Monday, February the 15th. My mission is to serve the people of Cumberland North, to build unity and trust, to influence legislation and public policy for the greater good, to educate and to build capacity to promote our people and our area, and to build a world-class healthcare system and to improve our population health. That is my purpose, that is my mission that I strive to achieve each and every day of the week. Last week in politics, I served the people of Cumberland North, responding to the needs and concerns that were shared with me through phone calls, emails, and messages through social media, as well as walk-in appointments through my office. Many, but not all, of the issues that I worked in last week included border restrictions affecting access to medical care, border restrictions affecting elderly care, border restrictions affecting businesses and our economy, home care, lack of services for our elderly in need through continuing care, lack of access to family physicians, biodiversity in our forestry and woodlots, the Amherst Armory and our military, road concerns throughout Cumberland North, lack of available ambulance services, lack of affordable housing, mental illness and addictions, illegal drugs in our communities, and questions around the vaccination plan of COVID-19 vaccine. Some of the work that I did last week also included meetings that I had arranged, that my staff had helped me arrange, I should say, to get updates and seek information on very important work that's being done for our area, including around the Shignecto Isthmus Climate Change Adaptation Comprehensive Engineering and Feasibility Study. That's a mouthful. Let me read that again. Shignecto Isthmus, which of course is the area that connects New Brunswick and Nova Scotia, the Climate Change Adaptation Comprehensive Engineering and Feasibility Study. And this is a study that's being funded by the province of Nova Scotia, the province of New Brunswick, as well as our federal government. And they're doing a study to look for solutions regarding um, to handle the rising sea levels that threaten to flood the Shignecto Isthmus. So I received an update on that last week and looking forward to having the results of that study likely in April or May of this year. Also had a very uh, productive meeting with uh, officials from the Department of Transportation regarding off-highway vehicle trail connectivity between Cumberland North and Cumberland South. We have incredible trails for snowmobiles, ATVs, off-highway vehicles, uh, as well as walking and horseback riding. We have incredible trails uh, from New Brunswick, Tidnish area, straight through to Tatamagush on the Northumberland side. And, and then Cumberland South has incredible trails uh, you know, in between Pargebro and Spring Hill and Joggins. But one of the weaknesses is uh, connectivity between Cumberland North and Cumberland South. And of course, the Trans-Canada Highway is a bit of a barrier for trail connectivity. So I had a meeting with Department of Transportation to discuss some solutions for that. I also had a meeting in Sydney, Cape Breton uh, with Nova Scotia Lands, and it's part of my critic area for the PC party. 
Last week, I joined our leader, Tim Houston, my colleagues, Keith Bain, Brian Comer, Murray Ryan, Carla McFarlane, and Alan McMaster in Sydney, Cape Breton to formally share our PC Party healthcare plan. Improving access to healthcare services is something you hear me talk about consistently every week. It's the number one issue that constituents contact me about. Our plan does provide solutions. We're very solution-oriented. The goal is to reduce surgical wait times, increase the number of family physicians, and and increase uh, access to primary health care. We're proposing a clinical health services plan, which would ensure access to services across the entire province of Nova Scotia, and making sure that we are doing proper human resource planning, looking at when doctors and nurses and other healthcare professionals are planning to retire and or leave so that we can do proper recruitment and retention. And then the plan includes so much more. And if you're interested in learning more, you can certainly go to the PC Party website and under health. I also have a link to it on my Facebook page. This week in politics includes today, Heritage Day. Heritage Day is now a statutory holiday here in Nova Scotia. For some of you, it's a day off to be with family and friends. Others still need to work to keep essential services available or simply just to keep food on the table. Many business owners and small businesses work 24-7. People like those working at CFTA radio station. Business owners and organizations often work 24-7 whether it's doing business planning, accounting, or marketing, or other business necessary things. However you are spending today, I hope that you can take a few minutes to think about the meaning of Heritage Day. Heritage Day here in Nova Scotia is celebrated the third Monday in every February, and as a reminder of our storied past, it's an opportunity to honor the remarkable people, places, and events that have contributed to our province's unique heritage. This year, Heritage Day honors Lieutenant Edward Francis Arab. He was a member of the Lebanese family that had immigrated to Nova Scotia when he was only a child in the very early 1900s. He studied law at Dalhousie University and went on to found the Canadian Lebanese Society where he served as, as the first president. In the summer of 1942, he volunteered for active service in the Canadian military, and he died in service to our country. And that is who Heritage Day is honoring today here in Nova Scotia. I share this with you this morning because the older I get, the more I am realizing the value of my own heritage and history of both my family and and of the communities that we live in. No community, I believe, has more history than ours. The Indigenous, the English, the French, immigrants, our area has just incredible richness. Our own community has had countless people serve to fight for what is in our area, served and fought for our country. And that is one of the reasons that I fight for the future of our armory here in Amherst. It represents sacrifice, and also represents the future and leadership for our area. This week, I will continue to work and serve the individual family and community needs here in Cumberland North, as well as work on preparation for policy and legislation 
for when the Nova Scotia Legislature resumes on March the 9th. My goal is to create policy and legislation along with my colleagues that will benefit the greater good of all in Nova Scotia. Pandemic update. Vaccinations is the key to combating this virus, this coronavirus, and halting the global sickness and death. I don't think anyone in Canada is too happy right now about the lack of supply of COVID-19 vaccine for Canadians. And I believe it is timely. We need to be looking to rebuild the industry here so that we can make vaccines here in Canada. This problem is not going away anytime soon. Here in Nova Scotia, the Public Health Department, under the leadership of Dr. Strang, has created an immunization plan that includes three phases for vaccine rollout. We are currently in the first phase and are working on vaccinating everyone who is 80 years and over in age. If you're looking for more information on that vaccine plan, please reach out to my office. My phone number is 902-661-2288. My staff are off today due to Heritage Day, but the office will reopen tomorrow, Tuesday at 8.30 in the morning. Nova Scotia pandemic uh, updates are found at novascotiacoronavirus.ca. The latest information as of Monday morning is that Nova Scotia has nine nine active cases of COVID-19 in the province, with one new case being identified yesterday. There is one person in hospital and one person in ICU. New Brunswick, as of Monday morning, has 150 active cases of COVID-19, with only two cases being identified yesterday. It's, it's certainly nice to see our neighbours in New Brunswick um, that their cases are coming down. Six people in New Brunswick are in hospital and two people are in ICU. I'd like to extend birthday and anniversary greetings to anyone who is celebrating a birthday or anniversary this week, including today on Monday is Terry McCormick's birthday. On Tuesday, Wendy Brown, Grace Elliott, and Jeff DeGan's birthday. On Wednesday, Albert Greeno. I remember Albert growing up, being part of the Misty Creek Bluegrass Band. Albert Greeno's birthday is this Wednesday, as well as Sarah Chapel from here in Amherst. On Thursday, Mr. Earl Chase, the founder of Chase's Lobster Pound in Port Howe, is celebrating a birthday, as well as Emily Brown from here in Amherst. On Friday, Andrew Fisher, Sarah Gogan, the daughter of Donna Gogan, and Sandra Mason are celebrating birthdays. And on Saturday, Christina Burbine and Ruth Curry. I would like to extend my sympathies to anyone who has lost a loved one recently, including the family and friends of Walter Richard Kendall, Jerry Rector, Murray Gratto, Margaret Jean Casolato, Bernice Ada Wood, and my dear uncle Wendell Smith passed away Saturday night unexpectedly while he slept. It's a very sad time for my family. Uncle Wendell and our Aunt Jerry own two maple sugar camps here in Cumberland County, one on Lynn Mountain and the other in Leicester. And although they did sell the one in Lynn Mountain in recent years, he continued even up to this last week to tap trees and get things ready for another maple uh, sugar season here in Cumberland. My Uncle Wendell always had a sparkle in his eye and a smile on his face. 
He was the definition of a hard worker. And he also was one of the smartest businessmen that I had actually ever met. His business was diversified. He was in the maple sugar business, cattle business, wild blueberries, furs, forestry, and more. And while I was growing up, he also was business partner with my dad in the dairy farm. And I've heard stories of the two of them lobster fishing together in their younger years as well. He was smart, never reliant on others' business plans, but created his own destiny and portfolio that was never reliant on only one industry. In rural primary industries, we know that businesses are affected by many factors, including weather, drought, hurricanes, and more. I learned a lot from my Uncle Wendell, and I grieve his death along with my family, my father, who was his best friend in life, his six children, Alan, Norma, Carolyn, Jimmy, Julie, and Tim. His children are still grieving from the loss of their mother, Uncle Wendell's first wife, Joyce Karskadden, who passed away only weeks ago. A very sad time for Uncle Wendell's children and grandchildren and my cousins. Life is short. We all know it. And every time we lose a family member, a friend, and a loved one, we are reminded that we all return to dust. Whether you believe in God or not, we are all given one life to live. We are each given gifts and talents to use in that one life. Use yours. Let your light shine brightly. Go through doors that are open and waiting for you to enter and do the work that you were intended to do in this life. Regardless of where that is, you can make a difference in the lives of others and never, never, ever underestimate the power of you living your true, authentic life. Have a great week. Take care of yourself and take care of others. And I'd like to thank Mr. Ron Bickle and CFTA 107.9 for this opportunity to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update for Cumberland North.